The current spoiler warning level is Azure. Friends and folks, for this episode, you're looking at a spoiler warning level of Azure as we ascend into the clear blue skies of Advance of Zeta, specifically Advance of Zeta Trader to Destiny. So, no spoilers here, just good, clean living. Please enjoy the episode. Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to another episode of Mecha Nista NG, now reinforced with Lunar Titanium. I'm Six Detmar from Scanline Media. Hi, I'm Dylan. Uh, I guess it's I just Lunar Titanium. I apologize. It's fine. I was trying to think of a different one anyway. I was like, uh, I, I, I was going to say I prefer something like, is it like Lunar Titanium, like Gamma or something? I can't remember. There's like different variants of it too, so... Doesn't matter. It's all nerd shit. I, was just I prefer Damascan Steel. Uh, I I will say if there was a mobile suit that like on its blade had like a Damascus style blade, that would be really cool. <laughs> you have like a turn A style setting where it's like you know like not, you know they they don't have the technology at all for mobile suits, and then you know events start happening and they get it. And they make their own mobile suit, and the armor has been folded like the blade of a katana. God, that'd be... Look, it would be cool, is the thing. <laughs> look, we've already gone series look. where it's like, ah, I'm a junk dealer, and I can fold this blade uh, to make a huge fucking katana out of junk. So, at this point, yeah. anything goes. Anyway... So uh, so you know, we already did our we already did our uh, obligatory episode. Now we just get to do. Well, I mean, I say obligatory. I mean, it was a it was a good episode. I thought that was a good episode. Um, but it's time to roll roll the requests list. Uh, Dylan, are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh. <clears throat> okay. Let's 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 do the fun game. Mm-hmm. MSW. MSW. Wait a minute. MSW. Zero zero four. Is this the Kestrel? No. This is the Kestrel. Nice. Fuck. All right. I was gonna say this it's either a... the Kestrel or it's the le, I I can't say it. The Swan from uh Equal Do CL. I knew it was a side story thing. Yeah, this is a request from uh, Giant Shooty Robots on Twitter, which is also a, a, a fellow uh, Mecha podcast. So okay. yeah, check them out. Maybe give them a listen if you want. Uh, but definitely keep listening to learn about the Kel- Gundam Kestrel. Okay, this is going to be an interesting one to talk about, because actually... <laughs> well, I've talked about how I have mixed feelings about the Advance of Zeta original sequel. And well... Uh... <laughs> This is the the primary design for that reason. <laughs> this is the primary one that I feel mixed on, but we'll we'll talk about it. Um, so the MSW 004 Kestrel. Uh, oh, neat! They even put the name in like the little back brackets. It's like it reminds me of like the ground type or something when they do that. Mm-hmm. Um, now of course we're not going to start by talking about the Kestrel. Well, we'll talk about the Golem Bursty later. It's fine. Really? It's, yeah, it, it it's different enough that I think it's more of a standalone design, and I think. Uh, 
I mean, there it there aren't a bunch of branches off. Of I it. know I the reason the I get bothered versity. by the golem versity is it came later. I guess is the thing. Like in terms of like IRL, the story's coming out. But fair enough. We'll talk about yeah. the golem versity then. Okay, golem versity O R X zero zero eight Gundam golem versity. Yep, uh, O R X meaning that this was an experimental mobile suit from the Oakland Research Labs. Um, I hate that I know that about this. Uh, alongside things like, uh, I believe, the Gaplanta is an ORX, uh, the Gundam Mark V is an ORX. Uh, the, the thing that's weird is, see, hmm, now I'm trying to remember, because I thought ORX, I thought the uh, Mark V was actually in Augusta, but whatever. Anyway, ORX, though, you know, several machines use it. Uh, the Golemburstie... Oh, the other weird thing about the old Golem Bursty is I will say the first scene is 0079, or 0089, mm-hmm. whereas the other one's 0087, even though... Wait, what? Was it... What? It is the predecessor before it was obtained by the AU. Oh, the Unit 1 was converted to the Kestrel, and the Unit 2 was sent away. And I guess the Unit okay, so... 2 was not seen in combat until 0089, okay. Right, that makes sense, okay. That was just a weird way of them wording it, but okay. So... The Golem Bursty. Starting with the head, we have, speaking of the Mark V, a head that does a similar thing to the Mark V where, I mean, this is a Gundam head, but it does not resemble a Gundam head. It features, like, a lot of the features of a Gundam head, but this is a weird head. Like, it has a Mohawk camera, but for UC, this is not a normal Mohawk. This is, like, a big Commander Horn Mohawk uh, with cameras in it. You do have, like, a two-eyed face. The face, though, instead of having a, like, central vent or anything... It kind of has, like, the divot that is reminiscent of, for instance, like, the GPO-2's face, kind of, and stuff like that. Like, where you've got, like, this inset face under the eye pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, it does have a chin. It does have, like, the little vents on the side of the head. And it has a V-fin, but just the configuration of this thing all around is really weird. Yeah, um, I mean, the chin is huge. Mm-hmm. I do like the, uh, on the, in, on the back of the head, the little fins that pop up as well. It's got these two, like, little ancillary ones. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to the torso. The torso, probably the coolest part of this, because you've got what appears to be a sort of Gundam torso, but you have a big mono-eye with its own commander antenna in the middle. If you were to remove the head on this suit, actually, this would be the cutest looking mobile suit ever. Um, but because it has <laughs> the head, you know that that's the head, so this can't be the head, but... It would be pretty amazing if you removed the Golem versus head. It was just like this weird, like, it doesn't have a head. The head is just integrated into the torso kind of mobile suit. I mean, it could lose its head in a fight and still have pretty good, pretty good sensor array. So that'd be all right. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the head or the torso has a lot of your typical things. You've got like little chest vents that have, you know, little holes in this. The holes are in the side of the vents, actually, which is a little different. So it's like a yellow bar. And then the outer parts of the armor is where the vents are. Um, it does have a separated collar, like a yellow collar. Um, mm-hmm. And it does have like a pretty standard, like, you know, cockpit hatch in a different color, like most Gundam types or gyms, etc., Federation suits. And then you've got the segmented torso. Um, the way the cockpit hatch is that it's like, that it like hooks up to the mono eye. The fact that you're like stepping in right below the mono eye is a really cool aesthetic. Mm-hmm. I quite like it. Um... The shoulders are pretty cool. They are, like, these detailed, nice shoulders with, like, you have little thrusters at the end of them. Um, A little bit of great detail showing through, which is not always nice. Um, And they have little, 
ar uh, bits of armor hanging down that go over the bicep area. The bicep, nothing. It's a square Federation armor. Um, mm -hmm. the, the forearms are kind of cool because it almost looks like there's extra armor placed over something. Like, the, I know that there's a lot of mobile suits that do, like, the, you know, the wrist cuffs before the fist are, you know, sometimes, like, a different color. But because of the way, that, like, there's, like, this split, like, this panel line in the armor, it almost looks like it is armor put over, like, the arm in a really cool way. Mm -hmm. Um, the waist section, you've got, uh, the, the waist is interesting, actually, because it kind of reminds me of, like, I guess, like, the Zeta or something, with, like, you know, the way the crotch piece is, but it does have, like, a vent below it, um, you've got these elongated front skirts, you've got these big side skirts, uh, and then for the rear... Well, the oh. side skirts look like they're ammo packs for the, the beam rifle. Uh, let me see... Oh, right, yeah, they are, because this... The beam rifle uses weird triangular packs that plug into the back of the rifle. I just noticed that. That is weird. Mm -hmm. Okay, I didn't think about that. Um, and then on the rear, uh, it has, you know, it has actually two rear uh, armors. So instead of having, like, a plate for the rear skirt, it is still two armors and then, like, a little central piece. Um, moving on to the legs, uh, nothing too special about the thighs other than I will note, uh, kind of a cool thing is on the back of them where the joint connects, it does have a little piece of armor that is folded down in a different color. That's kind of neat. Mm -hmm. Um, also, you should know while we're talking about these legs, these legs are long. This is, like, yeah. a thing I mentioned about, like, like, I've heard people talk about, like, uh, Katoki makes these freakish mobile suits that have, like, small torsos and big legs and small heads and stuff. This... Uh, Advance of Zeta Trader to Destiny has a designer on it that makes some of the leggiest robots I've ever seen, like, without it going, like... That are meant to be serious and not comical, like, say, that, that one thing from Crossbow. Mm -hmm. Like, the... The calves are just big. Like, the, the like you can see where, like, the knee plate is, and the knees are just long. And the knees are long in that they pop up, but they also go pretty low, too. Um, it's also interesting, the way the knees, like, sort of pop forward, the way there's, like, like some, like, sectioning there, mm -hmm. kind of reminds me of, like, unicorn mechanical design. Yeah. <laughs> see, what I was thinking, because of the purple and stuff, and the way it has a horn, I was like, this looks like a real fucked up Ava head. And I know, like, the yellow is, like, the vents, <laughs> but if you look at, like, the left leg there, the one that's at the angle, it's just, it's really weird looking. It looks like its own little, like fake robot there <laughs> like you're just looking at the knee pad for some reason to me um but yeah these are strange these legs um they do have big thrusters on the back of the legs and some on the rear on either side of, of the calves um and then for the um for the feet you've actually got only rear ankle armor instead of front facing ankle armor um it does have like a little bit of armor that pops off off the leg and you know would still protect like the usual spot but mm -hmm. just interesting that the rotating part is actually on the back. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, uh, then you've got for the backpack on this guy, a pretty standard backpack on the middle. You've got a lot of square thrusters on this, which is cool, though, instead of like your usual round ones or anything. Um, and then that little pack actually has like two little binders, like little ring binders on it. And those are cool. Um you know, they're able to pop up. It, it kind of reminds me of favorite design from something completely different. Uh, like the backpack that the Viper 2 has in Virtual On. Um, hmm. not, a, not a touchstone I'm familiar with. Uh, I am pulling it up for you real quick. Because I was like, wait a minute, I bet I bet 6 has not played Virtual On. Uh, actually, I'll send I think it. I played it once very briefly, but... Yeah. yeah. Um, how do you feel about this design, 6? 
I think it's pretty cool. I think I like it. Um, I don't know. I, I Trader so- to Destiny. I mean, has some. I think there are some bad like instincts sometimes. Some directions that they take design, but I don't feel like when they draw things, they're bad at drawing them. That, um, the that's one thing the th- thing that's weird is I I can agree with that, but sorry, I'll let you go on. The one thing that trips me up is um, this is a cyber new type use machine, and I don't know why. I yeah, I don't know why either. Actually, its equipment is actually pretty standard. Which, uh, to talk about that real quick, uh, its primary equipment is it has Vulcans on the head, it has beam sabers that are mounted in the forearms, which I do like because it does the thing where they can work as beam guns and I presume also be emitted well in the wrist, and I always love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it has this really cool looking beam rifle. Um, so the beam rifle, like I mentioned, you get, if you look at the side skirts, it's got this like very triangular like pointy ammo packs. I guess those are the E-packs for this thing, though. They just stick into the very back of it, which is mm-hmm. a very weird setup for it, actually, you know, all things considered. I, I like it, but yeah. Um, all right, here we go. Uh, I was using my model, actually, because I realized there's not a lot of good renders that have a lot of angles on this. Mm. Oh. oh, so you had to take a picture yourself. Wow. Uh, well, no, I, I just have pictures of my model uh, already. Oh, okay. I, I don't throw away pictures of my models. I gotta keep those. I might repost them. Um, I have a Kotobukiya model of this guy. Um, oh, sure. I can see it. Uh, well, and also the way that these work is these can pop up to the side similar to how the uh, the one on this does. Also, but unlike unlike the Viper 2, this one does not have a Sega Saturn on its back that it can open up. Well, sure. You know, no, no design is perfect. <laughs> anyway. This design's pretty good. I do think this one's actually, out of all the Kestrels, this is probably my favorite Kestrel. I will say. Here's the problem, though. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I, I got a fight in the Abnormal Mapping Discord the other night mm-hmm. over this. It's got a core fighter. It's Okay, so the Gol- Golan Bursty is the name of a, of a boar from Norse mythology, and so its core fighter is called the Core Piglet, which is great. That's adorable. This is but not a good design. Fighters- it's not a good design, and also, just core fighters are a mistake. Hold on. I, I did point out two that were really cool. The primroses are good, and those are core fighters. It's not about visuals. Oh. Oh, you just it's don't about... like core fighters on principle. Okay. Right. I th- it's, it's, a, like, it's a way to make your mobile suit twice as expensive and way more structurally unstable. It's just I mean, they a only bad built idea. one of these. I really want that cyber new No, they built two. Well, they uh, built two. Well, they... But the other one got turned into the Kestrel. That's, I mean, the Kestrel also has a core fighter, so, you know. Um, I do like, so, I get that it's the angle that this is presented in, but I do like how the core fighter's Vulcans look like they would be chipping into the uh, little extended part at the bottom there of the uh, cockpit area. Where are, oh. Do you see huh. them? They're at the, like, little neck is what I, I guess yeah. you could call it. Because this thing is shaped like a fucking, like, a chibi Quetzalcoatlus or something. <laughs> Um, like, cause it's got like a big, you know, head and then these tiny little wings and then like a thin body. It's really weird actually for a plane. <laughs> I guess, it's, I, I, you know, I do think it's kind of cute, but yeah. I don't it's know. Okay. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a core fighter. Listen, we're all, we're all grading on a scale here, a, squ- a scale of implementing a bad idea into your design. <laughs> Any complaints can be directed at six, not me. 
At Six Detmar on Twitter, DMs are open. Come at me, Core Fighter Defenders. You're wrong. I'm sure there are some. All five of them or whatever. Oh, no, I've encountered them on the Discord. People oh, were mad cool. at me. <laughs> oh, see, I just wanted to jump in the chat because it was an excuse for me to post more AOZ stuff. So, you know, I, I didn't even pay attention to the rest of the argument because I was busy playing Pokemon. I was just like, I, it was so funny, too, because I was like, I was trying to get to my Firmrose pictures because, I, of course, I have them on my phone. I have all my Gundam uh, stock art on my phone. Uh, because I'm a fucking weirdo, but I was like, ah, the, the Apple is terrible at, like, organizing this shit, and, you know, I mainly have this phone because I got it for free, and I get mad at it all the time, so I was like, fuck it. I'm like, I gotta run upstairs real quick, I'll be right back, and they're like, what's what's going on? And I was posting Primrose's in the chat, <laughs> and then I ran back downstairs, I'm like, don't worry about it, it's fine. Mods will sleep post-Primrose. You also didn't participate, I note, in the great uh, Frozen Teardrop discussion. Oh no, Frozen Teardrop discussion, okay. Um, that one went long. But anyway, not what we're here to do. We're here to talk about the Kestrel now. Yep. Okay, so the Kestrel. So the Kestrel has some things that I think are pretty cool, and there are some things I don't like on it. Um, here's the thing. This base design, even though I think the legs are too big, is actually pretty cool. So going over it, you have a very similar shape to the Golem Bursty, obviously. Uh, but this is much more of a traditional Gundam. Like, the head mm -hmm. is more recognizable as a Gundam head. Though there is one really cool element I want to note, and... It has these yellow, like, bars on either side of the eye, like, on the outer part of the head, and I think it's a cool break up there. Um, and I, it still has, like, the little tiny fins on the back of the head, which is neat. Um, well, I guess, you know, the Golem Bursty has those, too. The, the order that these were created, IRL, is different, so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, um, this, so this is first, but, yeah, so the chest is basically the Golem Bursty chest, only... You have a bit more of a flattened chest because there's no mono eye in the chest. It does have, like, a little gap between the top armor and the cockpit, which is cool, but no actual mono eye in there. Mm -hmm. And the shoulders are toned down a little. They're not as, like, thrustery. Like, they still have, like, the little outer vents, but it's just armor on top and then, like, a little block of armor on the side rather than, like, a full-on vent. Um, the wrists and arms are the same, though. Oh, it does have smaller uh, bicep guards also, actually, which is interesting. They don't go down as far. Uh, for the waist, the waist is pretty similar, too, in some ways. Like, the skirts are similar. But that front middle piece, instead of having, like, a long extending downward skirt that, like, blocks that little vent, instead it has just, like, a little poking up part there, which is weird. Mm -hmm. uh, the side skirts are still the ammo packs. Um, and the rear skirt is virtually the same. Uh, the legs are also virtually the same, including, like, that armor on the back of the thigh I talked about. Uh, still I mean, the giant... knees are very different. Yeah, the knees are very different. Giant knees, still. Very big knee pieces, but very different in design. Uh, you've got these two bluish, almost purple. Like It's it's like an indigo color, I would say, for the Kestrel uh, mm -hmm. art. Um, you have this like uh, big you know, indigo piece that goes up pretty far. And then at the bottom, you've just got like a vent on either side. It's actually a pretty standard Gundam leg in that way. Like, you know, because like, sometimes the first Gundam is even drawn with, like, you've got the knee with the two little vents there. Um, mm-hmm. It does have side of the leg vents. On the back of the leg, it also still has the three thrusters. Um, and then the ankle armor is still reversed. All that is the same. Um, then for the backpack, the backpack is basically, instead of having the cool wings, it just has the two beams and holsters, and that's it. Um, but it's a simple backpack. So, but, uh, so I appreciate that this is like a boiled down like design so that they can do more like so that i mean there there are variants we're going to talk about there are like ways you can add on to this and that was i think the idea of boiling it down yeah. i guess so but, like i need a so I, I don't know if you looked ahead on the article do you know the really neat thing that this does that even the golem bursty doesn't no okay 
So, if you look at the shoulders, right, you see those little gray pads on the side? Uh-huh. Uh, those can pop, or those can, like, pop open. So, sure. let me show you. And also, the wrist, the bottom of the wrist can pop open. Because this thing is covered in beam sabers. Whoa, what? Yes, it has beam sabers in the shoulders. Beam sabers in either wrist that are these cool, like, flat, thick beam sabers. And beam sabers in the feet. Uh, the feet armor pop up. Unfortunately, the Kesh or the Golem Bursty does not get to do all of this, which is the thing that makes me sad. Because by default, even without the just, it does have the same rifle as the Golem Bursty, but even without that beam rifle, this thing is actually covered in weapons. What the hell? Uh huh. <laughs> uh, so, so the thing I was gonna complain about is it does the like the Gundam like backpack. With the beam sabers, which one, it takes them off the wrist, which I, I don't agree with. And then also, it does it reversed. So, like, with the Mark II, they have, like, bracing from behind so you can grab them. And this, the bracing is in front, making it harder to grab them. That's still very stupid. But if they have a bunch of other beam sabers, I guess who cares? <laughs> yeah, I yeah I don't know how, you're, how it's supposed to grab them. Uh, it also has, I believe it has beams in the knees. Let me see. Does it have it in the knees, too? Has, yep, on the knees, too. So shoulders, forearms, knees, and toes. It has a total of eight beam emitters. Uh, the way the knees do it is pretty cool. Uh, I'm going to send you a picture. So the reason why this has different knees than the Golem Bursty is because the Golem Bursties are just designed as knee armor. On these, these are designed to pop open. And you can see they have emitters at the bottom of the knees, and the knees can fold down further. Uh, I think you would have to point the toes, maybe, and like bend the knee pad up so that it can do proper beam kicks. But yeah, no, this thing's covered in little beam emitters. Uh, which what is... a strange idea. Yeah. Um, also, for April Fool's Day, Gundam Info made a fake box of this, which is like the meanest fucking thing you could do to fans of this. <laughs> it is so funny to me, though, also. Uh, so the other primary armament change is this has a different shield. Well, it has a shield, I should say. Because the, the, the Golem Bursty does not. Can you tell what's going on with the shield, though? Um, It looks like it has three... Either, it's e they're either little thrusters, or they are emitters of some sort. They are emitters. Of course they are. Uh, so the emitters can bend, by the way. Um, what? I'm trying to see if I can find it. Oh, you mean like they can rotate? Mm, they can, like... Yeah, so here, let me show you the image of it okay. in use. Uh, because I do have that at hand. Uh, like, uh, like, well, they go outward, actually. Like this. Do you see that down there? I see, yes. Um, what? Why? Uh, <laughs> like, they're, 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 well, okay. So, I guess it's because in, in lieu of having a beam shield, this can block beam sabers with its shield without the shield getting damaged. I, I from not, different distances. I this is a bigger why. Like, you have all this tech to cover it in these beam emitters and stuff. What if you gave it a shoulder cannon or something? Like, what? Why? Mm, Advance of Zeta, Traitor to Destiny. Like I said, Traitor to Destiny does some weird things, and like not in ways that I always like. I do like this design in a vacuum for being a weird beam blade covered machine but it is weird now and it 
I like it the other way around, too. If this was the original and it got turned into the Golan Bursty, that would make sense to me because the AU gets it and they're like, okay, how do we convert this into be a more practical machine? Whereas the Kestrel is the one that feels like the Titans with their infinite money being like, shit, let's fuck around and uh, create a design. Right, and also its other feature, the Shaman Frame, because it has a quasi-psychomu system in it, which means, you know, quasi-psychomu is for people who are not actually new types to be able to... Right. Yeah, sure. Stuff. Why does it have this? Eh, more responsive? Oh, actually, it does have a mono-eye sensor on its chest still. Sorry, it just, they don't draw it lit up in any of the art. And it's the main camera. The head is a fake-out. That's really funny. I'm actually glad about that. Is I that am... true about the Golden Bursty, too? I would have to assume so if they're made the same way, yeah. That's great. Okay. That's good shit. Yeah, that's good. The, the chest having the mono-eye be the, the primary vision that's that's actually pretty good uh it does have a core block as well oh no oh it doesn't have a core fighter it has a core block oh no uh no wait the core block fighter is capable of separating and oh no never mind and it docks and it uses the engines never mind sorry when i said core block i was thinking of how in the one year war you have those replacement cockpits for like the uh, the gun cannon and stuff sometimes where it's like just an actual cockpit and no. no, those are just those are just folded up core fighters. No, no, no. The, some models and stuff will do that though, where they'll give them like this like cockpit block that looks more like a cockpit block, like it's all colored oh, gray. Oh, I see. Okay. And I was thinking, oh, maybe it's a cost saving measure to just put an actual cockpit in it instead of the core fighter. Um, no, never mind. It has a core fighter. We just don't have part of it. I'm looking at the pages. Oh, I see it. Okay. Yeah, it's the same core fighter. It's just in white now. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nothing sure, special not? there. Yeah. All right. Now here's where we run into the issues I have with. So, as you can see, there are three variants here, and let's talk about these. We'll talk about the armor exterior first, because I think it's the better of the two. Okay. So, we have the Kestrel armor exterior, and this is a full armor Kestrel, basically, even though it's not, because there is full armor that's coming up, but you'll mm -hmm. see. You'll see what that is. This one is, what if the Kestrel was guns? As you said, so I thought you might like this because this is an armor pack that puts guns everywhere on the Kestrel. You've got. Well, let's talk about. Let's talk about these. They, yeah. There's still potential for them to like. Listen, maybe I'm gonna scroll down to armaments and gonna say that these are all just beam emitters and they do beam blades. I don't know. Let's no. let's let's. Okay. So <laughs> look before we leap. Yeah. The the armor, right? Uh, you do have the the head is the same. Uh, the torso armor. You do get full torso armor uh, over the front of it. Uh, I do like that it gets collar armor as well, which is kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. Like these little big, you know, pieces around the head. Um, you get these cool shoulder armors with handles on them. Uh, the armor just also have these like little red streaks through it. Uh, I noticed that on the chest armor and the shoulders there and some of the leg armor. And it's, huh, weird. Just has this weird like little red like lining panel area. Um, I guess I would assume that's like... It seems like maybe where it connects, like it's separate pieces and they they click together there. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Uh, the uh, the arms uh, have added some extra armor onto them. Uh, for the right arm, though, what it, it does that I like is it actually connects a double beam rifle just to the forearm. Because, of course, it's like the full armor gun. So, of course, mm -hmm. it's got to have a double beam gun that is connected at the wrist. But it's also this, like, sick, like, really long-barreled one. Like, not... Usually we get those, like, big, fat ones, like, the, like, double Zeta style, and this is a much more, 
like long slender one mm-hmm. that I like a lot. If you also want to see something interesting, if you look at the gallery, uh, when it was first shown as a model, like when they made the model for the thing, it actually has a different design there too. It's not a double beam rifle in the original. It's just, oh yeah, it's like a blade rifle. It's like a weird, yeah, like long rifle. It kind of reminds me of like the uh, Victory, you know, like the washing pole and all that. Um, oh sure, rifle. I was I was gonna compare it to the uh, the fucking oh, why is my brain always like this rabbit oh uh the uh, the wound warp yeah the wound warp blade rifle mm. if i also wanted to be silly because i already made one reference to it it could also be seen like the temjins rifle <laughs> it does look a lot like the temjins rifle actually <laughs> um just because i've already brought up one comparison to virtual on um the so other major changes um you get extra armor on the waist. Uh, you get extra armor on the legs. The, the extra armor isn't a lot of detail. It's mainly just these big, like, kind of darker purple. Kind of like an eggplanty color, I guess I would describe that. Um, armor. I guess um, that's fair. Sure. I don't know how else to describe it, because it's like a... It's it's not quite gray. It's got a little bit of, like, hint of, like, red and blue it, in it. Yeah, I, I would just say purple-gray. Okay. Um, uh, on the left arm, actually... Sorry, I forgot to note this. On the left arm, you've got... So, I don't know what's going on with the left arm here. It looks like it would have some function, but I'm looking at its weapons, and I don't think it fits any of these, right? Because you have the double beam gun, and you have... So, you have a mega beam launcher, which I think is... I think the mega beam launcher is that long rifle, actually. Okay, so it does have two different beam rifles. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have the linear gun, which I assume is the shoulder cannon. I don't I... know what's going on with the left arm. Oh, uh, those are missile launchers. Okay, it does have mi- Why does That it makes not- sense. It does. They look like missile launchers, so that makes sense. Well, it's weird, because it says technology and combat characteristics. Yeah, it mentions missile launchers mounted on the backpack, legs, and left arm. But if you look at the armaments, no one bothered adding them there. I guess they're yeah. added to the standard armaments list, just not the detailed armaments list. Well, hang on. If you look at... The handheld one is the Mega Beam Launcher... It says the fixed ones are the double beam rifle, which is, you know, obviously on the right arm, yeah. and the linear gun. So the one on the back is the linear gun. That's what I was saying, yeah. The one on the over the shoulder is the linear But that means that the, that means that the left arm must be the mega beam launcher. No, because... The, because the I, guess, mega... no, I guess that's also fixed. Like okay. I said, the technology and combat characteristics do say someone typed this. In addition, missile launchers have been mounted to the backpack, legs, and left arm. So... I think okay. someone just didn't write it into the armaments part of the article, but it's written into the standard armaments there. So those are missile launchers, because it looks like one, right? It does look it like does, one. It does, it okay. does. Um, now, I'm curious about the ones that it mentions in the leg, because the, the legs aren't have nothing like that pointing forward. I guess maybe those little latches, if you look at the sides of the knees, there's these little like hexagonal latches, maybe those pop open. Or maybe that little gray piece at the bottom of like the knee pops open, and there's just a single missile. Um, I don't know. Uh, but it, here, it, this is the problem, right? We start working with these uh, light novel-type designs, and we're going to run into uh, little questionable armament things. Uh, there are extra thrusters on part of the legs, by the way, because you have to offset the weight somehow, which this isn't how thrust works, but, you know, whatever. Um, I, I don't mind you on logistics. I, I, I just sometimes be pedantic for fun. Uh, the rear skirt does have this massive rear skirt pieces, like these pieces attached. Which I think is kind of cool. Like, they're just these big flat armors. Uh, they have mm-hmm. a little thruster on either one as well. Um, and then, like, like I guess those are vents at the end? 
Is, I, that, I maybe that's vents. maybe that's. Or... I mean, it has a huge heat sink on the shoulder. Maybe that and the huge heat sink are for venting like linear rifle, like or linear linear gun, like heat. Oh right, because yeah, you can see that when it's equipped with a linear gun, it has all those extra little like popped out areas like that. Oh mm -hmm. wait, hold on. Wait, I just looked at the model. Now I understand what you were saying. Because if you look at the left arm, that has a double barrel beam gun now. What have they done? I think that whoever made the model at the bottom, I think they weren't communicating with the story writer is what happened. Now you have like this weird divide between the two. Because in the 2D artwork, that is obviously a triple missile launcher. And even like the wiki acknowledges this has question times missile launchers. But if you look at the model that they made for the magazine, it has a double barrel beam gun there. Or maybe beam oh, savers? Yeah. Does. I, that's uh, silly inconsistencies whatever anyway either way it has a thing called a linear gun on the shoulder which as we learned uh gourd captain pointed out on twitter that linear guns seem to be maybe first in use with um dugram and because that's like what that like straight cannon on the wrist of the dugram is so uh when you tend to see linear cannon and stuff it's what they were called in dugram so um thing of the sun dugram just wanted to mention that because you know Shoutouts mm -hmm. to Lord Captain for mentioning that. Uh, the shoulder cannon looks cool, whatever it is. Uh, it doesn't mention like whether it's a beam or a solid gun. I would assume with a name like linear gun, I, I don't know. It could be either way with gunman actually, because it's used in both ways. Um. Yeah, I I mean generally linear guns are projectile weapons. They're just really like fast is usually like the, the explanation well, for why that is but across yeah i, I think i mentioned it on twitter right i think of them as like a coil gun or a rail gun because right fire right. shells in a much more of a line than a normal bullet would because mm -hmm. it goes faster um yeah either way it looks cool and it has a sensor on the other side uh both of those parts are attached to the backpack and overall it isn't like super messy and i can kind of deal with this armored one it's a little bit messy in places but the idea that it has like these external heat sinks like in the art on the shoulder for the um big mega beam launcher there is really cool to me and the weapons look cool yeah um like okay this. so let's go to the one that we'll see how you feel about this one the kestrel maneuver exterior i don't like this thing <laughs> Oh, I see. This is where they got the idea for the Eclipse Maneuver Pack. Yeah, which I also don't like. As much <laughs> as I love the Eclipse, I built that thing. I yeah, love the Eclipse it. is fantastic, but this... The um... backpack for the Eclipse is bad, and this is also... So why do you dislike this? Because this seems like exactly your garbage. No, because here's the problem with the brake binders. So, here's the thing. I like external binders, but I don't like at all how these are connected. I see. Okay, well, let's... At, let's so, yeah. yeah. No other differences on the primary body of the design, so that's easy. The only difference is the shoulders have two little plugs in them now. They have these long extended out armors, and these are some very thin ex like extruding pieces. And then those plug into the arm, and you have like a little booster on either side. And then you have two more arms on either of these plugged in parts that are also pretty thin that plug into these external binders. I do not like Here's the thing. I like subarms and stuff, and I even like binders that can move. These connections look too thin to me. I think it's because of how far out they go as well. I mean, you can't have long, spindly connections to, like, 
booster packs. They're just going to snap under the stress. And if they don't, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, like for instance, right, we've talked about this design, a uh, future Gundam design, but just because it's very relevant for this, right? I love the binders on the Kshatriya, mm-hmm. right? And those don't have the thickest arms ever, but they are close enough to the body that it doesn't, like, break my brain seeing them. These are just spindly because it's a spindly piece off of a spindly piece is the problem, I think. Like, yeah. I think if maybe the two arms were in the shoulder, then I could accept it more. But the fact that it has this jutting out thin piece and then two more jutting out thin pieces is what kind of ruins it for my brain. Or if uh, they were swept back more so they weren't just like they, you know, I know this is, I'm sure, mostly space use. But, like, you couldn't fly this through a colony because, wind re- like, wind resistance, those things are going to take the brunt of the wind resistance. Yeah. And, like, it doesn't help, even when you see it in other positions, it's not like they're just positioned like that for the art. You can see, like, when they're pointed down, like, look at how flimsy that looks. And, again, yeah. it even has them set up here like several other binders, things like the Kshatriya and stuff. But you can see that the way that they're set up just looks flimsy in comparison. And it's funny because these are such small binders at the end. But I think it only amplifies the effect of it, them looking flimsy. And I, I, I have the same complaint about the Eclipse pack, uh, honestly. Like, the backpack on the Eclipse, it looks too flimsy. These are, ironically enough, called the Brake Binders, by the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. No, not ironic. Very appropriately, in fact. So, they were originally a wired Seikomi weapon. But apparently they were modified so a normal pilot could guide and manually control them. But only one could be operated at a time by a normal pilot. These are the crappiest remote weapons ever, by the way. I mean, it's... Yeah, you just need these to be mounted. You need these to be attached to the backpack and have them be able to, like, flip up under their arms to fire their little beam guns. Yep, because they do have little beam guns. Um, That's all it really adds. That's all it is. It's the maneuver pack, right? The brake binders have thrusters and beam guns, and so they help it with maneuverability. Cool. Okay. Then let's talk about the full armor Kestrel, and you can probably guess what this is. Uh, is it a uh, Kestrel with uh, no armor? No, it's a Kestrel with both fucking packs at once. Oh no, I didn't, I genuinely didn't guess it, and I'm unhappy. Oh, you didn't think it was going to be both of them? Oh. No, I thought it was going to be a third design. Nope. And this is, this is like where my big problem comes from, because I just don't think this looks good. Because now you have all the thick armor, and you thickened up the body, and yet you still have these like really flimsy outward pieces like they haven't added armor to the brake binders counterpoint dylan Mm. the the spot where they're mounting the brake binders they've added missiles that's hilarious they've (laughs) added missiles so now it's even more hollow great i i just don't like this i just don't like this realization like there are times where i look at parts of a mobile suit and i go huh it'd be cool if we can mix these together right like you know there are times mixed, there are like mixed ones for me, but you know what I mean. Like, it. Mm-hmm. Generally, if I see like a bunch of armor packs that fit on and could theoretically all fit on at once, I go, that would be pretty cool if you could put them all, all at once. And sometimes it is, and sometimes it isn't. This one, it is not. This is just not that great. I think this is ultimately like why, even though I overall like the base Kestrel, I think the design kind of fell apart for me a lot. was oh, I'm going to see upgrades, because, you know, I'm following Gundam by the time uh, Traitor to Dust is being brought over and images are shown, so it's like, oh, new advances of Zeta, I really like those d- designs now that I got into it. And I'm already looking at them, and they're not by the same artist, so I was a little, a little down on them for that. And then, 
you got the uh, one Hyzak that I really like, the Vanergan, which is by the same artist as AOZ, and it's one of the coolest Trader to Destiny designs, incidentally. Uh, and then you get the Kestrel, which is like the main Gundam, and I'm like, huh, it's a little weird, it's a little simple, but it's kind of cool. And they're like, oh, we're going to introduce armor packs for it, and then both of the ones that came out were these, and I just, I didn't care for them that much, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They just weren't the coolest, like... They're not, like, they're not awful. They're not, like, the worst mobile suits we've ever seen on here or anything. They're just disappointing, I guess, to me. Especially, like, in something that is supposed to be the sequel to AOZ. The fact that, like, it kind of... You know what it feels like? It kind of reverts, like, AOZ's ideas of modularity. Because this is much more going with, like, how things are done in the shows and stuff, right? Like, ah, mm-hmm. a full armor pack. And then, ah, some extra boosters on the outside. And then it decided to do both. You know, it feels... It doesn't feel like it's doing something as unique which is my well, disappointment i think i mean i understand that i do think part of what uh trader to destiny is trying to do is sort of bridge the gap right to try and be like hey like i i you know we've talked about mostly you have talked about obviously um the way that people complain about how aoz designs like feel like they're using technology that doesn't exist shouldn't exist yet but like if you look mm-hmm. at the if you look at the history it does right yeah but Part of that is because they just have, like, they have such a different approach, they have such a different logic than normal Gundam designs, Mm -hmm. that it feels alien in a way. And part of what Traitor to Destiny does, intentionally or not, is it says, what if we also incorporated some more classic Gundam logic to make it feel more connected? I could see that. I just wish they had made something Sure. No, I mean, it It turns out in this instance, they did it all in favor and like in service of this weird, like, you know, uh, if I built this in, in Kerbal Space Program, I'm busting out the strut tool and strapping a thousand strut to this. So the bust the, the fucking shields don't snap the fuck off. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. So there's one more unit from Trader to Destiny that is a Gundam that I think we can talk about. Well, it's from Blue Wings of the AU, which is the sequel uh, to that. Um, okay. And here's the thing. We'll never talk about this normally because it is an individual design, even though it has elements of some other designs. And it's an orphaned article, so we won't ever really get to talk about it. So I figured, let's throw it here, since we're talking all these Gundams, because we talked about the Golem Bursty. What if we talk about the ORX-009 Gundam Skull? What the fuck is this? So, uh, the Gundam Skull is a transformable mobile suit developed at the Oakland Research Lab also. It's a companion for a mobile armor that we probably will talk about one day because it is derived from an existing one. So, but it is a companion mobile suit and it has the shaman frame, just like the Kestrel. Uh, sure. Why not? Uh, though it has to be linked with the hottie because question mark? With the hottie? Yeah. The, I, I wish I were linked with the hottie. I don't know how else to put that. Is it hattie? I assume hottie? H-A-T-I. You know, if you go to uh, Popeye's right now, they're they're doing a thing with uh, Megan Thee Stallion. You can get her new hottie sauce. Anyway, they need to remain within ten thousand. That's true. You can maintain their rank, which is very funny because ten thousand meters is uh, ten kilometers is a decent bet, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, the MMO was designed to keep the skull within range, and it is not capable of entering the atmosphere. Okay, so it is just yeah. When deployed, the exterior of this mobile suit was unfinished, with portions of the armor constructed of nanocarbon steel treated with anti-beam coating. While nanocarbon steel is lightweight, it can be damaged by physical ammunition. So, it's actually not beefy, though. It is actually a slightly weak Gundam, because even though it's technically a Gundam, it's not using the proper materials. 
Uh, she hit the floor. Next thing you know, Hottie go low, 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 low. So the head on this machine is basically funny. We were talking about the GPO two. This is like if the GPO two and the Rick Diaz had a baby. Yeah. So uh-huh. you've got like this like the the Mohawk camera is in red, and the way that it has the way that it's set up reminds me of like the Rick Diaz head. Like, it doesn't have a circular eye, it's still a big square eye and set, but because it's red on the top of the head and the shape of it, it just feels like a Rictius head to me. Does it have two it little also, antenna out of the back of it? Oh, yeah, what's up? It also kind of reminds me of the Desert Zaku, the way the whole face looks like it's leaning backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got two gigantic V-fins that are in white and swept backwards really far. Mm-hmm. Then you've got a GPO2 face, one of the few times you get a GPO2 face referenced again, like an actual GPO2 face. It's got, you know, the red inset in the face like that. Like the big chin, but then the chin has armor. Um, then we get to the torso. The torso is... So here's the thing. The head is GPO2, but the rest of this is actually not that thick. Like, it's thick compared to the Kestrel, I guess, maybe. Mm-hmm. But, you know. So you look at it, though. The torso is just like... um, Just a little bit of, like, blue armor on the chest with little white vents there. The vent style is pretty cool. You've got, like, these teeth vents is how I would describe it. looks that. like got... turbine-esque almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do have a red cockpit latch, and then you have the segmented gun torso. The arms are connected really strangely on this kit. Or on this uh, design. Because you can see, it has this big blue piece that juts out, and then like, the arm is also there. You can see like the gray piece of the arm in there. But like, the way the shoulder is, it kind of like goes around and underneath shoulder in a way that even Gunpla doesn't really do. You know what I mean? Like, cause you've it got, looks like... almost virulenty to me. It's really weird the way it's done, like because you've got the yeah. big gray pieces plugged into the arm, and then like the big armor wrapped around it, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, so uh, on the shoulders, you can actually see them pointing upward in the two D art. It does have beam cannons on either shoulder. Uh, they can, I presume, they would be able to move around. I'm looking at like the model real quick uh, that they had made. Yeah, okay, they designed a uh, rotation on them. It looks like so. They should be able to... Well, no, the way they plug in is actually not rotatable. They have to be rotatable, though. They have to be rotatable. You can't You can't just have them facing up at all times in mobile suit mode. If you do, that's stupid. And the other mobile suits in Zeta solve this. So, you know, like, the, the, there's things in Zeta that literally do this. So, whatever. I'm going to assume they can rotate. Um, The arms don't have a lot of armor on them, like was mentioned. Like, you can see, like, there's a lot of bare joint on them. And even, like, the bicep armor isn't all that, like extensive like you just got like a little bit of blue armor and then more joint um mm-hmm. the forearm the forearm is uh cool it's got like little cameras on the wrist which is weird um but kind of neat uh but nothing too specific really on the forearms either they're basically gundam arms they do have like a little red uh like a little red piece at the um base of the arm like where the joint is mm-hmm. but you know little forearms uh the other thing I should mention about the shoulder, so it does have a mega particle cannon that is handheld. It is like connected into the arm though. Like you can see like all these like little like you can see it like it has a handle. Well, is it connected to the body? I'm trying to see there. Because you can see like all these like struts behind the handle, right? Yeah, I, I really think it's interesting the way these struts like they remind me of like some like some of like the action bases for gunpla, like the way they have the support struts for the bendy, you know? It's really weird. Yeah, it has these, like, weird support struts back there. At first I was thinking it was maybe connected to, like, the shoulder, but actually now that I'm I don't think it, it is. It's just got 
connective support struts for, I guess, distributing the weight or something. Um, well, it's also the case that, the, like, the handle is so far forward. It is. It's, it's like, at the very edge. Like, it's, it's handle, and then it's owl barrel in front of the handle. Which is yeah, you cannot bend your arm while holding this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, on the left side, uh, nothing special, uh, for, for that, other than, well, well, we'll talk about the shield later, uh, mm-hmm. we always get an arm slider. Uh, the waist is very thick waist, uh, like, because it's like, it kind of looks like it's almost one piece. You can see that there are skirt armor pieces, but the way that, like, the front of the, like, crotch area and stuff is designed, it's, it looks like it's, like, one big, just, like, a big pair of pants or something, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, on the, uh, side skirts, it has four beam sabers total, actually. Um, and there's two in each side skirt, which is interesting. Um, they can function as the beam guns in MA mode. Okay, so that's why it has so many also. Um, Mm -hmm. and then, uh, as for the legs themselves, the upper legs, nothing too special, though. They do have a cool, on the side of the thigh, uh, the thighs, you have, like, the, the armor going down, like, the inner frame. Um that you can see and then the knees are really neat on this because it has it has cameras on them they're just big cameras like it's got big green pieces those have to be cameras because that's how you code cameras on a fucking design like this so um just knee cameras um the lower legs also have that same kind of like split down the side like you have these like little uh calf thrusters on either side and then below that it's just exposed piping and stuff it's kind of cool actually um and then for the ankle armor, you've got front and rear ankle armor. Uh, though the rear ankle armor is actually... Oh, it's just on the side. So it actually... That's really weird. The way the ankle armor is set up it on this. It is strange. It's like it's like specifically only covers the sides of the heel. Yeah. And then you've got like pieces at the front that cover the front. But the pieces at the front are not connected to those back pieces. Like you can see in the art there from the front. I think they're... What's going on with those? Why are those attached? Because it looks like they're free floating almost. I think there's probably a bar in the, like in the middle, in the middle, directly into okay. the ankle. But yeah. yeah, I mean, they talk about how this thing's like armor is incomplete, and they're talking about the coating. But I think it's more than just the coating. This thing is kind of a rush job. Yeah, in a cool way, like design wise, I like it. But yeah, uh, then for the backpack, you do have these really cool thrusters. They're actually like a double thruster in either of them. They're, they're basically, like, a toned down... They kind of remind me of, like, a toned-down Super Vernier or something from, like, the Tullies. Because it's, like, these two, like, distinct pods that are on, like, a central piece that can move up and down. Yeah, and I would has, say they're distinctly not super, but they are evocative of that. They're evocative yeah. of that, though. And I like the way they look, actually, quite a bit. Uh, okay, for equipment now, um, you have the beam sabers, as mentioned, the beam rifle... Uh, the beam rifles on the shoulders, I should say, uh, and then the mega particle cannon. Then you have a shield, and the shield is really interesting because it's actually full of missiles, but not normal missiles. Nope, these are apparently beam disrupt. Like these do d- beam disruption curtains, kind of like how they sometimes talk about with like mo- uh, ships doing in Gundam. Mm-hmm. But these are equipped onto a mobile suit, and you can see the shield actually has this really cool pop open mechanism because there's like a closed version of it where it just looks like a normal shield. And then, like, the, t- the edges pop open and, like, it splits at the bottom. And there are so fucking many of these things in there. Okay. Yeah, there's, like, a lot of these. There- there's a lot. There's, like, what is it? Four per row, so four, eight, twelve. So, yeah, twelve, twenty-four, thirty-six, forty-eight. Uh, 
you know, there's a lot. There's a lot. Uh, I don't know if anyone actually counted them. Yeah, question times missile. I always love question times missile. That's my favorite amount of missiles on the wiki. Um, but yeah, no, it has a lot. Uh, and it rules. Uh, I, I guess it would need a lot because, again, normally these are deployed by ships. So, you know, I guess it makes sense that, like, if a mobile suit's firing them, it would have a lot. Um, I just like the idea of it doing a bunch of... Now, here's the thing. It does the beam disruption curtain, but it's covered in anti-beam coating. Can I then just put heavier armor on it without an anti-beam coating since it's already making the field anti-beam? It has 120 missiles. Oh, you actually... Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, <laughs> grade 6. Anyway, um... Yeah, it has 120 of these. It can afford to use them to protect itself, so it doesn't need to, like... I don't think it needs the anti-beam coating treatment. I think you could just have maybe just thrown some heavier armor on this guy. Yeah, that wouldn't have been a bad idea. I do love how its picture is it fighting the Kestrel, and in the fight, it is destroying the Kestrel's fucking maneuver binders, by the way. <laughs> Fuck those things. Because, of course, look, they're sticking out super far. Uh-huh. Even if you miss, you hit the Kestrel maneuver. <laughs> uh, anyway. This machine's cool. Yeah. Uh, not a lot else to say about it other than it has an MA mode, which is bare, bizarre for the shape. The MA mode is cool, though, because it's a foot-first MA mode, which I always think is more fun. Mm -hmm. uh, so this MA mode is it's very strange. Um, so it puts the shield on top of it, which blocks the torso and the head. The head pops like down, so it's looking at its own chest. Uh, and the and then the backpack like pieces you know scooch back so they're pointed backwards and it becomes very flat surprisingly. Um, the beam sabers are like little beam guns putting down again with clearance though these look like they're going to shoot into the cap. <laughs> I don't know if it's just the perspective this guy draws from the artist, but <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. I mean, I don't know. I find often with mobile armor modes that they look a little. Uh, and then the feet split at the bottom and turn into, like, these weird little, like, front-facing kind of, like, claws almost. Yeah, I don't know why. They just do? Yeah. Uh, it's a fun-looking mode. I like but... the way the chest vents now look like, like, low-key teeth. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, it's, it's very strange. It's a strange MA mode. This is a strange mm -hmm. suit in general, honestly. Mm -hmm. It's cool, but it's just weird. Um, I wish we should get a, we should get a upgrade to this that is just the complete edition even if it's just like an ms you know a <laughs> zeta msv thing but i would like to see them actually finish this design mm -hmm. well that about covers it so i think we got everything yeah um and more and more uh well dylan where can people find you on the internet uh you can find me on twitter.com at lowpolyrobot and you can listen to my show where you're listening to it right now. <laughs> wow. Wow. That sounds great. I would I would love to listen. Love to li and listen to the other great Scanline Media podcast shows. Oh, thank you so much. Um Well, uh if you want to find me, I'm on Twitter at six detmar S I X D E T T M A R. You can find my work at scanlinemedia.com or patreon.com slash scanline media. Um if you want to get a thing on the show, uh, don't forget to, to DM me. My DMs are open. Add, add, add a request to the list that we might roll. or I mean, probably eventually we'll roll. We're just going to keep doing this until they run out of robots. Um, uh, Shout-outs to, of course, uh, Giant Shooty Robots podcast for, for this request. Uh, 
Um, and folks, uh, I couldn't come uh, as ever. It's really hard to come up with an AOZ quote. Um, so how about my wife is a hottie? I hate that. Hey, you know, what's fucked up. (laughs) I hate that the sequels, to Traitor of destiny all kept their, the other subtitles too. So they are advance of Zeta colon. Uh, so advance of Zeta colon, the traitor to destiny colon the blue wings of destiny and i know they won't type that no, the on blue the wings of the au or sorry blue wings of the au and then uh the mace of judgment is the other one. Oh, sorry the other one's full name is advance of zeta the traitor to destiny extra compilation colon mace of judgment <laughs> why did this get so many sequels and no one liked these designs really like not no one hated them but like Compared to whatever, this is me being grumpy because I like the original AOZ. Anyway, whatever. I guess it finally does have a sequel, and the story fucking blows, and I hate it. Even though I like all those machines. Peace. Peace. <laughs>